The weather's getting warmer, so it's time to say goodbye to jackets and sweaters and say hello to shorts and tees and bikinis. And for anything I'm trying to update in my wardrobe, I'm not trying to spend a small fortune. Let me tell you about Quince, because I just found a bikini, top and bottom, $50. High quality, $25 for the top, $25 for the bottom. There is a certain Australian shearling slipper that I've been looking for, and I found it for $50 on Quince. By partnering directly with top factories, Quince cuts out the cost of the middleman and passes the savings on to us. And Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing practices and premium fabrics and finishes. Get warm weather ready with Quince. Go to quince.com slash Lexi for free shipping on your order and 365 day returns. That's Q-U-I-N-C-E dot com slash Lexi to get free shipping and 365 day returns. Quince.com slash Lexi. You know the week before your period? I would argue that it's worse than your actual period. I feel like I want to crawl out of my skin. I have crazy cravings. I feel down. I feel like my head's going to explode. And I think I hate myself and everything around me. And I'm on the verge of a menti B and I do not know why. Then I start bleeding and I'm like, ah, got it for sure. Now it's easier than ever to manage PMS with estro control. Happy Mammoth is the company that created Hormone Harmony as well as estro control and is dedicated to making women's lives easier. And that means only using science-backed ingredients that have been proven to work for women. They make no compromise when it comes to quality, and it shows. For a limited time, you can get 15% off your entire first order at happymammoth.com. Just use the code LEXI, L-E-X-I-E, at checkout. That's happymammoth, H-A-P-P-Y, M-A-M-M-O-T-H.com, and use the code LEXI for 15% off today. Hello, hello, my gorgeous listeners. I'm Lexi Lombard, your host of the At Lexi podcast, and thanks for tuning in to today's episode. Thank you so much in the last episode for all the support. I told you all that I will be moving across the country. I will be leaving New York, and I'm moving to California. I'm going to be living in Los Angeles for the next year. The main reason why, I want to take my time. I want to move a little bit slower. I want to relax a little bit more. Oh my god, I chose a fantastic time to record. There is um, our building manager taking out the recycling in the room in the hallway. So if you hear a little bit of noise, that's okay. It's real life, baby. Um, I have been wanting to spend more time outdoors and to just be in a little bit of a warmer climate and have cold weather be a choice as opposed to an inevitable circumstance due to the seasons. And that, fortunately, is in a state that I can continue to work, and I love that. So I'll be there, and there's boxes all around. There's also missing furniture that has been sold, donated, given away. Oh my god, it's like really, really loud. One second, I'm just gonna wait till that's over. Took a little bit of time, but it's over now. Uh, Very grateful to have a trash and recycling room in the hallway it's one of my favorite things about this building we have a trash chute and then we just leave the recycling in the closet room i don't know the room's the size of a walk-in closet and then it gets taken out once twice a week yeah love it i'm gonna miss this apartment i love my apartment it's been really fun i did a uh, furniture sale on my instagram 
which is still currently going on because I only started it yesterday. And I have had subscribers come by and pick stuff up and buy furniture from me. And because I'm not going to be living in this place, I don't feel like a security breach with anyone knowing this address because I will be gone in just a couple days, which I can't believe it. It sucks, but it's also very exciting. Like when I was in California this past February, I did not have any desire to leave, nor did I have any desire to be back in New York because it was cold and windy and gray and there were no green leaves or cherry blossoms or flowers of any kind blooming. The grass was gray, not green. It was undesirable in my humble opinion, but now that it's May and it's gorgeous here, it's one of my favorite times to be in New York. It's sad to have to leave during one of my favorite times. Whereas if I was moving in January, February, March, oh, I'd be running to California. I would be wasting no time. Whereas now I'm already wondering, should I plan a trip back? I would love to spend June here. Doesn't make a whole lot of sense, but I don't know. Maybe just missing one, one summer in New York won't be that bad. Who knows? I could be back next summer. I have no idea what my plan is. I'm just trying to spend one year in California because it called to me. Once I get there, I will share all the synchronicities and uh, little stepping stones that provided a very easy experience to get there, but I don't want to jinx it, so we're going to wait. I mean, until I have a lease that I've signed, as far as you know, as far as I know, I could very well be in New York this time next week. Hopefully I'm not, but, you know, never... <laughs> Okay, I just said I don't want to jinx myself, and am I about to jinx myself? I've been very superstitious. I really have become a superstitious person. <laughs> Sorry. I've become a very superstitious person, and I have to say a lot of goodbyes. Like my trainer, Jane, who's become such a dear friend to me. I have one more training session with her tomorrow, and then it's over for maybe ever and I saw her today just got back from seeing her and training I'm gonna miss it and I'm also training for a half marathon I touched on that briefly I've never run a proper race and this is going to be a big deal I've been training I do guided runs on the Nike Run Club app I could genuinely speak about guided runs and how they've changed my relationship with running for hours. I took an hour-long run yesterday and for a good portion of that hour I spent thinking about how much my relationship to running has changed and grown and evolved to... Mazzy, come here. Why don't you come sit on my lap? I've been really enjoying running lately. It's been a growing hobby of mine or a reignited hobby, I should say, since November. And what reignited it is realizing that there are guided runs out there. I ran in high school, you know, track and field, and I had a coach. And then when it came to running on my own as a young adult, I just, you know, would put in music and take off, but not really know what I was doing. And I oftentimes by myself couldn't run more than a mile sometimes I couldn't even run a mile and in November I discovered guided runs and now a lot of times I will run literally without music I will just have the guided run on you can run with music and a guided run I use the Nike run club app 
sometimes I don't even need it. I've genuinely thought about making an entire podcast episode about my relationship with running or make a YouTube video all about my relationship with running because it is so much more than an exercise to me. And if you train your body properly, you can run so far and you can run for such a long time easily. And I genuinely mean that. And anyone can do it. It's just a matter of getting your form right, getting your breathing right, and getting your headspace in the correct place. That's all it takes and all of us can be a runner because I can't tell you, God, should this be the episode? Is this the episode where I talk about how amazing running is? But truly, like, we run wrong and that's why so many of us hate running. Whereas if you're someone who already likes taking long walks, you like hiking, you like exploring, you can do that just a little bit faster if you get your form, your headspace, and your breathing correct. And you can do that faster than you think. I've been running off and on since November. I ran a lot in November and December, and then I took, honestly, January and February off. It was just really cold, you know? And I ran for an hour yesterday, and when the hour was up, I swear to God, no bullshit, I was surprised. I was like, oh my God, it's been an hour already? I didn't even notice. Whereas if you told me that last year, I would have been like, ha, that's funny. No, I can't run for more than seven minutes. But it's, uh, it's all about running as, you know, as easy as possible. And I also love doing different kinds of runs. I love doing a long run. I love doing a speed run. And a speed run is not running as fast as you can. A speed run is working specifically on your speed throughout a run. So running at your 5 out of 10 pace, running at your 8 out of 10 pace, running at your 7 out of 10 pace for 20 minutes or so. And I love physical activity. I wish I had a more active lifestyle. I think it's playing a lot into this move because so many of my activities are virtual now. A lot of my meetings are virtual. My my work is virtual. A lot of my pastimes. I mean, I love social media. I love going on TikTok. I love going on Instagram. All that is virtual. So a lot of my day can be spent on my ass. I could spend all day on my ass and get all of my work done, but I don't often feel satisfied unless my body has also been worked. I could be way more productive not leaving my home all day, but if I'm out running little errands, I feel like I had a, a much more productive and busy day, even though the two are not correlated anymore because everything used to be outside, you know? My mom used to joke that shopping was her sport, but it's like, now that I online shop, you don't even get the steps in. You don't even get the act of trying on all the different outfits, putting on jeans that don't fit, putting on another pair of jeans that don't fit until you get the right pair. Like none of that's happening anymore. We've made it so easy to be able to do everything in a chair. <laughs> we can live our lives in a chair in our home, which sometimes, don't get me wrong, my God, is it a blessing? I.e. when you're hungover, and you're like, God, I can get a hot meal delivered to me without leaving my bed. Incredible. Truly incredible. But other times when you're a little restless, it's not fun. And running has given me a way to be outdoors, a way to get fresh air, a way to move my body. 
but also going on a long run, which is what I've been doing a lot more lately because I'm getting prepped for a half marathon. A half marathon is 13.1 miles, if I'm not mistaken. I haven't done that yet. The farthest I've gone is six, but even during that, it's almost like a movie place for you. Like if you have a running path, because when you're running properly, you shouldn't be super out of breath. You shouldn't be exhausted. It's, it's sort of the same as just going on a power walk and your body gets used to it. I promise, I promise, I promise. Uh, I really want everyone to try running. I think all of you would surprise yourself so much by doing this, but when you're going on a long run, if you're going at an easy speed, the world is is passing you by as you're going through it and it feels like a movie and and the thoughts that come into your head and the places that your mind can go it's borderline spiritual it's it's an oddly spiritual experience and it proves mental strength and and it just oh my god I, I I'm a runner and if any of you are rolling your eyes or saying to yourself yeah but that's not me I fucking hate running I'm going to say 90% of you are wrong. You just aren't running correctly and you haven't tried running the way that your body would like you to run. You could be a whole new person. I'm so serious. So that has been a really fun pastime and hobby of mine and I would absolutely love to really go in and give some running tips and give advice and I've been having a lot of fun with it on the Geneva page. I have been so excited about my runs that I created a physical activity page. And I mean, running, I just think is a good one to recommend because it requires nothing but shoes. Whereas other physical activities that I love are far more involved, you know, going to a bar class or Pilates, you know, getting a reformer that you'd either have to go somewhere or you'd have to buy a machine, whereas running is so accessible. And it's also very portable, you know? Not only is it affordable, it's affordable and it's portable. Run. (laughs) Horseback riding, another one that I love, but incredibly inaccessible. That's something I want to do when I'm in California. I want to go horseback riding. Oh my God. I don't know what this journey holds for me. I really don't. I have no idea what to expect. And I pray to the heavens above that I'm not making a horrible mistake. I don't know how it could be a horrible mistake, At the very least, it might just be a waste of my time, but I need to, I'm really nervous, to be honest, um, that I'm going to waste my time while I'm there. Because though I want to go to California to take, take my time, you know, to move a little bit slower than the speed of New York City, I don't want to waste it. And last time I lived in California, for those that don't know, I moved from California to New York. So I actually lived in California for almost three years. And I, I didn't spend my time wisely while I was there, and I regret it. And if I look at my New York experience, I spent my time here so wisely. I did the most I could, and I'm so proud of myself for these five years that I've spent in New York. And I'm going to get real emotional after my going away party on Friday. It's, I'm going to be a little bit of a sad mess. But right now, I'm looking forward at what's to come, and I just need to make a promise to myself not to waste my time in California and to be intentional. Because if my intention is truly to rest and relax, that's great, but I better do it. Because all of us know the feeling of when we are wasting our time doing something that could be considered relaxing, but we're not relaxed. 
I don't want to be doing that. If I'm relaxing, I want it to be with the intent to feel relaxed. So I have to have a talk with myself about that before, during, yeah, just before and while I'm there. I'm not prepared for all the goodbyes that I'm gonna have to make. I said this, I'm very fortunate. A lot of the friends that I have made in New York are either from California, have family in California, have lived in California before, or work in California from time to time. And if they're not in one of those four categories, they're open to visiting. And that means a lot to me. Just gonna be sad because I really do love New York. Like I'm, I really wanna be in California, but I'm not, whatever. Okay, I, enough about this. I'm cutting it off because until I'm there, why harp? I do need to pack though. That's something I should be doing here because I would love to have a fun final week in New York. This move came up very quick and I don't want to spend my last week here. I literally leave in seven days. I don't want to spend my last week here packing up boxes, but that's just the name of the game. This is also something adorable that I thought about. So I want to vlog. I want to make like a moving out of New York, final favorites in New York, things like that. A lot of my favorite places in New York and recommendations, I can make those videos in California. However, for those of you who requested, like, show us your favorite spots and show us, like, what your life was like in New York. You know what's really cute that I thought about? I have five years worth of vlogs. I already have an archive of my life here. I don't need to rush and run around this city trying to show you what my life looked like while I was here. I showed you and I showed myself and those videos aren't going anywhere and I can look back at them anytime and that gave me so much peace and joy to think about. Of course, there's moments to keep to myself and keep to my inner circle, but there's so much that got shared and that's a beautiful thing. So that's what's going on with me. I'm a little overwhelmed, but one of my most soothing activities that's been keeping me grounded is running and I touched on that. Please hit me up in the Geneva group chat if you want to hear me talk about it more because I will absolutely do it. I want to. I might make a whole video on my YouTube channel or a whole podcast episode just to make myself happy. And for those of you who are running or are interested in running or I want to change your mind about running, I really do. I want to get into the psyche of those of you who think you hate it and I want to just say, no, you're wrong actually. Speaking of Geneva... This is going to be the first episode that I go there to answer your questions. If this is not your first episode, you will know that I go to the at Lexi Instagram page and I ask you guys questions on my story for the podcast and I go through and I answer them. That's how I get my questions. However, I've since created a Geneva. I can link it in the show notes. That is a place where you can leave questions that are longer. You can ask me for advice that has more space to give details. That was a problem I ran into on Instagram when I would use the question feature. You know, you would say like, should I break up with my boyfriend? And it's like, what? I have no data on whether or not you should do that. Like, I have no clue. Whereas now, there's room for you to write one, two, as many paragraphs as you want, giving the lowdown on the situation. Another thing that's fun is that people can see the questions and then they can vote up if they also like that question and want it answered. So it's, it's very helpful. And feel free if you are asking a question on the Geneva app. Um, if you're fine saying it to the group, totally. But if you want it to be anonymous on the podcast, I will absolutely respect that. Just put that in the front part of 
the questions. So I'm going to go into that page and let's get into your questions. But first, a word from today's sponsors. Shout out to Astapro for sponsoring this episode and providing us with free samples. I was so lucky as a kid. I never had seasonal allergies. It was not something I dealt with. And then something switched in my mid-20s and I started developing seasonal allergies and my allergies throw off my whole morning. So let me tell you about Astapro. It is the fastest 24-hour over-the-counter allergy spray. I think it's important to mention that Astapro is the first and only 24-hour steroid-free allergy spray. It starts working in 30 minutes while other allergy sprays can take hours. Astapro delivers full prescription strength indoor and outdoor allergy relief from nasal congestion, runny and itchy noses, and sneezing. I only recently learned about Astapro. I wish I knew about it sooner. If you're interested, get fast-acting nasal allergy symptom relief with Astapro. Go to astaproallergy.com for a discount so you can Astapro and go today. A-S-T-E-P-R-O-allergy.com. Use as directed for relief of nasal congestion, runny nose, sneezing, and itchy nose due to allergies. Let's talk wellness, ladies. I know some of you love yourself a new wellness brand something to hop on and let me tell you about fleur marche they deliver simple quality and affordable wellness solutions founded by women and inspired by the female dreamers hustlers and activists on the front lines of change their mission is to help you feel 100 every single day with fun and easy to understand plant-powered wellness products their plant-based wellness patches deliver ingredients topically these ingredients are then absorbed into the skin and into the bloodstream. You just stick it right on your skin. They're vegan, cruelty-free, latex-free, tested for pesticides, herbicides, and other contaminants before and after production. Find your new wellness essentials at fleurmarche.com and get a special discount just for the Atlexi listeners. Get 20% off your first order site-wide with promo code LEXI at checkout. Orders over $50 get free shipping. Go to F-L-E-U-R. M-A-R-C-H-E dot com and use code Lexi for 20% off your first order. The first one is from Hannah Holloway. She wants to know how to stop overthinking. Has anyone overcome it? I can't stop thinking and worrying and it's making everything seem so heavy. A meditation technique that I learned when your brain is overthinking Put all of your attention and your focus just into your eyebrows and below and think, okay, my brain's going off. It's doing its thing. I just have to let it be and focus on something else. So similar to, let's say you had a bruise or, um, you know, like a muscle that was hurting or like pain in your hand or whatever. It's like that wouldn't actually stop you from existing. It would just be like a little annoying. So when your brain is doing that overthinking thing, when it's moving like a really fast hamster wheel, you just have to tune it out and just be like, okay, my brain's going off. It's going a little haywire right now. I'm just going to let it do its thing while I do my thing. Like separate yourself from your brain and then it might give you the space to realize that you are not your brain. I also want to give a piece of advice given from another member in the Geneva group. Her name's Aubrey. As weird as it sounds, I usually stop overthinking by writing down my thoughts and rationalizing them. I write them down until I find the source of the overthinking or doom spiral that I'm on. So I stop overthinking by thinking some more. And I totally do the same thing if I have a ton of things to do, and I'm sure I will do this with moving. I will get my notebook out and I will write down every single task that I need to do. And sometimes I look at it and in my head, 
it's 45 tasks. And on paper, I realized, oh, I only have 14 of them. This is totally doable. Same thing if I'm having a problem with a friend or someone in my life and I'm blowing it up really big. What I'll do is I'll write what I'd like to say to them on a piece of paper or I will write a diary entry of what the situation is and what I want to do about it. And then when I read it, I'm like, oh, oh, this is super fixable. Like this is actually not a big problem at all. So I hope these pieces of advice can help you. Next one is from Julia and it's titled Anger. Any tips for how to manage the feelings of anger and rage? I'm not super familiar with dealing with this emotion, but I've been feeling it lately and need some healthy coping strategies. Honestly, Julia, same. I don't know what it is. I was joking to my friend yesterday that I'm going through a second puberty. I've been feeling so angsty, so moody, a little boy crazy. I'm a teenager right now, and the anger is something that always gets to me because I either didn't have anger a lot as a child or I didn't know how to deal with it, so I repressed it. Anger is an emotion that I'm not familiar with either. And so when it arises, I'm confused and almost bothered by it. Whereas it's like when sadness comes and goes, I'm like, okay, we're familiar with this. We've had it before, yada, yada, yada. Uh, Something that's interesting about anger, though, compared to, we'll say, sadness, sadness feels a little lifeless. Like when I'm feeling sad... My energy levels are lower. Um, I, I don't feel like doing very much at all. Whereas when I'm angry, oh, I'm a life force. I have ample amounts of energy. And in a beautiful way, having anger means you care so much. You care really strongly about something. If you're getting angry over it, that's a big signal. Like this is something you care about. It struck a nerve. And that in itself is worth exploring. But in terms of healthy coping strategies, anything high energy, going on a sprint, run out of your building, your house, wherever you live, and just sprint down the block as fast as you can. Scrubbing motion, like scrubbing the countertop, scrubbing the bathroom. Trying to think of other healthy coping mechanisms. Listening to angry music that matches that mental state that you're in. Now I'm going to read a couple responses from you guys. Another girl named Lexi, love the name, even spells it L-E-X-I-E, but her name's Lexi Faye, said the best thing to do is take deep breaths and remind yourself to only allow anger to take over when you feel it in your core, it's justified. I struggle a lot with anger and still do. It's healthy, it's a normal emotion, so don't hold back, just pick your battles. Totally. And also, if you're feeling really angry at someone rather than at something, Take a beat before saying anything. Uh, A lot of times there's misunderstandings. I actually had that this past week where I had a misunderstanding with someone and I was getting furious. But then we FaceTimed and we had a proper conversation and we realized that we were actually both feeling the same way and we needed to explain our sides. And I came out of it being like, wow, I was so mad at you. I had no idea that this is what was going on. I am so glad we had this talk because I was fuming. I was fuming prior to this talk. So Take a few beats before saying anything rash, but also if it's dealing with someone, hear them out. Also, someone said sports, which is kind of what I said. I think sports are a fantastic way to get anger out. Next question is from Abigail David. 
titled Balance. How to achieve it without running yourself completely out trying to keep up with things. I find myself either sacrificing self-care, reading, hobbies, skincare, etc. to meet deadlines, maintain a social life and work and keep up with deadlines, or just cut out friends and stay home all the time attached to my laptop. Help. And someone responded, such a good question, life gets so intense. What I would say is don't think of having balance within your day or even within your week if things are crazy right now. There's a lot going on. Like you're in school. I remember when I was in high school, even in college, there is a lot to do. You have a full schedule just of your school. If you play a sport, that tacks on another hour and a half or so, five times a week. And then your social life, that's your weekends. And then you want to take a few hours a week to watch TV. Okay, there you go. And then you need to sleep. Where is the time? Where does the time go? It's completely filled. So what I would say is zoom out of your life a little bit and don't try to read and do a face mask and be on your laptop and see a friend every single day. If it doesn't fit into your day, see if it can fit into your week. If it doesn't fit into your week, see if it fits into your month. If it doesn't fit into your month, see if it can fit into your year. So when you look back on this year, it feels balanced. You know, I spent the winter really focusing on my work. I was on top of it. I got a good schedule going, a good rhythm going, and I took it into spring because I got such a role on it. I was able to use a lot of the other time that I had for self-care. And because I took such good care of myself, I felt really amazing and I wanted to socialize, so I spent a lot of my summer prioritizing my social life. Pick your priorities for the day, pick your priorities for the week, pick your priorities for the month, pick your priorities for the season, and try to find balance within larger scales. And this can be applied to anything you're trying to find balance on. Trust me, I get it, it gets hard when you're like, I'm not getting to do all the things that I want in a week because it feels like I just have too many things. It's like maybe subtract some of them out and bring them back up later. This next question is from Amina and the title is The Little and the Big. What have been the little things, habits that have been bringing you joy lately? Maybe things you aren't even noticing on a daily basis. For me, I've noticed that whenever I get my coffee order at my favorite coffee shop and sit down to take a sip, I feel 1,000 times better. And it's been an occurrence of late I didn't used to be so attached to this little ritual and someone responded, mine also has to do with beverages. I drink a nice cup of herbal tea before going to sleep and I think it somehow prepares my body to relax, which makes me calmer. Also, I do not use any screens while drinking it and afterwards, so it's good for my sleep hygiene. Love this for you too. So what are the little things? I would also say in terms of beverages, ice water does this for me. Whenever I'm really anxious or really angry or really sad, I mean, anytime I'm feeling any sort of intense emotion, if I have a big glass of ice water, if I fill up my water bottle with ice water and I take a big sip through a straw, it does something to me. It has a calming effect on me. Also, I feel this way about showers. I've never left a shower feeling worse. I always feel renewed and rejuvenated after a shower. Same thing for a workout. I mean, the emotions that you can work through in an hour-long run, you guys. I'm going to be preachy about this. God, if I'm going to be a preacher, I will. I'll preach about running because I'm changed. It changed me, and I've completely changed my view on running. I understand why people hate it. 
And now that I know how you can do it without hating it, I'm never going to shut up about this for at least the, you know, next few months until I find something else that I enjoy more. But for now, the emotions that you can work through on a run are fantastic. That's also how I feel about reading, even if it's just a page. If I read an essay, if I finish a chapter, when I get through it, I have such a sense of pride and accomplishment and confidence. And those are some little healthy things that I like. This one's from Allie and it's titled School. Hi, Lexi, I love your podcast and I love your personality and energy. Thank you. My question is, I feel like a know-it-all, a teacher's pet at school. How can I decrease the student bragging all about her A's vibes? Thank you so much for bringing joy into my life. Happy to bring joy into your life. I love it. You guys bring joy into mine. How to stop being a teacher's pet? Realize that all of your accomplishments uh, do not need to be verbalized. You can have the sense of pride on the inside. You can tell your inner circle about them, your family about them. You can even talk to your teacher after class, but you do not need to be braggadocious within the class because everyone's living their own life and they might not be in the same phase of it that you are. And it's amazing that you're good at school and you should be proud of yourself for loving school and loving your teacher and being excited to be in class. But if you're fearing being annoying, because trust me, we all know these people in school uh, where you're like, can you shut up? You feel like maybe you're pissing people off a little bit and you're being a little annoying. Tone it down a little bit. You can have the same exact sense of pride, just a little quietly and, and verbalize it somewhere else. And this question on one hand, I'm like, oh yeah, I, I know the type of person you're describing. Uh, but on the other hand, I'm like, this is so adorable. I love that you're worried about being a teacher's pet and being a know-it-all. Um, but this is also a good learning lesson on personal relationships and how to create bonds and realize areas of your personality that are clashing with the status quo, dare I say. And so it's really also a question of, do you care whether you're annoying people? I'm assuming you do because you're asking about it. But for some reason, I'm looking back at this like, that's so cute of you. Like, be a teacher's pet. Who fucking cares? Um, but if I was in school and you were in my class, you would probably annoy me. You know what I mean? <laughs> you got this. Keep doing well in school. Maintain good relationships. And maybe when it comes to answering a question you don't have to answer every single one. You don't have to raise your hand for everything. Give other people a chance and you're doing great. Don't, don't worry about this too much. The next question is from Megan and it's titled Moving Somewhere New for the First Time. Hi, Lexi. I love you and the podcast so much. I'm wondering what your advice is for moving somewhere new for the first time. Oh, this is very on par with me. Um... I've lived in the same state for 26 years and I'm nervous to move across the country, parentheses, despite ending my long distance relationship by moving. And I've never been far away from my family and I don't know what to expect. You're gonna do great. Moving somewhere new is one of the best things that you can do for yourself. I am so proud of you for moving somewhere outside of your hometown, especially if you've lived in the same state for 26 years. Do you know how many 26 year olds who have lived in the same place their whole life have decided to themselves, okay, this is it. This is where I reside. This is my home. I've waited too long. Uh, this, is, this is it for me. No, you're young. There's so much more of this world to explore. You're also getting to 
be in a relationship in the physical way where when you want them to just come over on a stressful night, but you can't because they live across the country, you're going to have none of that anymore and it's going to be amazing. Second of all, give yourself a little bit of time. I'm going to give some general numbers and it's going to be different for everyone. It depends on your personality, how outgoing you are, how adaptable you are, how much effort you're putting in. I would say if you're moving and you're already going to be in a relationship, still make a conscious effort to go out there and make your own life and your own friends. It's going to make your experience a lot richer. That being said, I think it takes about six months to kind of get your bearings, have, you know, like your, your coffee shops and your fave restaurants. And it's always fun to have friends visit. If you can have any family or friends visit from uh, your home, they can help you explore the new neighborhood. I think that's a great thing. It takes about a year to feel like you could do this, that you have a life there. And about two years for you to be like, yep, this is my home. I have, this is my home. And you can do this. You absolutely can do this. And anyone who's moved away will tell you that it's not as hard as you think it is. It's not easy, but it's easier than you think it is. And as someone who moved to California after high school, only knowing people from the internet, I didn't have any like family or personal life friends that were out there. I knew people, but they were all through the internet. I'm moving back there and I feel like I have family level quality friends out there and same thing in New York I've been here five years this is my home I absolutely love it and I technically don't have any roots here I have no reason for this to be where I have a life but that's the beautiful thing about being a human is you can do that and you can create a life for yourself anywhere so I just want to say that I'm proud of you it's fine to be nervous but in a lot of ways there's no reason to be because you're gonna do great and on that note, it's a little bit of a short episode. If you guys enjoyed it, give it a five-star rating review. Five-star rating and a review is what I meant to say. And join the Geneva group because do we like how questions are answered here? I think this was better. I think I got to give a little bit more because you got to give me a little bit more. Would love to hear your thoughts. And I will talk to you soon. XOXO, Lexi.